welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty, hosted by Jody Katz, founder and creative director of Base Beauty Creative Agency. Hi, Where Brains Meet Beauty family. I am over the moon excited to introduce you to our summer sponsor, Grin. My team at Base Beauty uses the Grin creator management platform every day. It's an incredible tool. Let me tell you why we love it and why you need it. So your team already works with influencers, but they're probably getting lost in spreadsheets and busy work. They're combing through a messy web of communications and content your creators post, wondering if the campaigns are actually delivering a return on your investment. Well, that's where Grin comes in. Grin is the number one creator management platform, helping e-commerce brands connect with their audience through the power of creator partnerships. It's an all-in-one software that allows you to treat your creators like your brand revolves around them. Because in the creator economy, it does. My team loves that Grin has project management tools that provide for a seamless workflow. Thousands upon thousands of creators already live on Grin, so it's super easy to meet and build organic relationships with them, track the metrics of their content, and pay them all in one platform. Find out how Grin can help you grow your brand. Watch the demo at grin.co. That's G-R-I-N dot C-O. Hi, Esperanza. Hey, Jody. I loved recording this episode. Yeah, I did too. Mally was so fun. So for our listeners, this is our first time doing our live podcast recording, Look Behind the Scenes on Instagram Live. We had been doing them on YouTube Live since the beginning of the year, but we decided, nah, YouTube wasn't for us. Let's hang out on Instagram. Absolutely. And I think that it was a great decision. We had a lot of fun with our Instagram viewers. And it just seems a lot easier from a tech perspective for our guests. Um, So another peek behind the scenes, when we were on YouTube, we were using a tool called Ecamm and having our guests come in through Ecamm. And it was just requiring, I know, a little bit of complexity. Um, But what's great about Instagram is all of our guests already know how to use Instagram. They know how to use Instagram Live. So popping into a live for them is a no-brainer. And it made it so easy for her. Yeah, totally. Mally loves being on Instagram Live. Um, and she definitely brought that energy to Where Brain Speeds Beauty. Yeah. And what's so fun, and I can't wait for um, people to start listening to the episode, is she gave us so many secrets. <laughs> like, it was like every minute was a different secret that she was revealing. So lots of really juicy Mally stuff in this episode. Yeah, and I definitely recommend checking out the Instagram Live, too, because there's some exclusive content on there as well. Oh, that's right. Super exclusive content. Okay, so let's get to it. Should we invite everyone into episode 212? Absolutely. Let's hop in. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty. This quarter, we're stepping outside of the office and hitting the red carpet. We're focusing on artistry. That's our theme for the quarter and meeting those beautiful brains behind all these incredible artistry looks. And our guests are innovating in new ways to um, embrace our own beauty. So our goal is to highlight the career paths of these artists and celebrate their craft. And our first guest of our artistry theme is a trailblazer of glam. Her clients through the years include Beyonce, J-Lo, RuPaul, Rihanna. She's been on QVC for 17 years, and I've been watching her, I think, for all 17 years. (laughs) And she's got your back and your bouquet on your wedding day. So please welcome Mally Ronkel. You're the makeup artist, president, and creator of Mally Beauty. Yay! Hi! Yay, 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 yay! I'm 
so happy to be here with you. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. I feel like I've known you for so long, even though we've never <laughs> met in person. And this is the first time we're talking because I've spent so many years watching you. It's incredible. Aww. You must have you must have so many people out there that say this to you. You know what? It's so funny because I turned 50 this year and I don't, whatever 50 is supposed to feel like, I'm not really sure, but I don't feel it. So I, and I know I've had the blessing and the honor of, of being, you know, on TV and doing all the things that I've been doing, spokesperson to creating a brand, to selling it um, for so long. And, but it makes me laugh every time. And I see it as such a huge compliment. Thank you so much. But yeah, when I see beautiful young ladies like you and they are and, and gentlemen and come up to me and go, oh my gosh, I've been watching you since I was young. And I feel like I know you. Yeah. Because, you know, I, for me, what you see is what you get, as you can see now. Like, I'm here in my dressing room, sitting here with you, and, you know, it's the same way. I was literally just on QVC UK half an hour ago, and we sold out. Woo-woo! Um, but, and I was doing the same exact thing. I mean, this is what you are, what I am. And I think that that's part of the reason why I feel so blessed that I've been able to um, continue on this journey and be here because... It's just the real thing. I can't be fake and I can't be one way on TV and, and, and off air another way. And trust me when I tell you, I mean this honestly, it's not always that way. <laughs> um, you know, I've had some of these situations in the recording, the podcast I've had over, I guess, 200, I think you might be show 213 or 14, wow! you know, a lot of um, episodes. I would say there's only been like two out of those 200 and something where I was like, Hmm, that's was not a human reaction to oh. me asking a question. So most people oh. really have been, um, I think, come to the show their authentic selves. But then I see like some people turning it on in a way that you know they're in the green room one way and they're on the show the other. And I'm like, okay, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not here to judge. I'm just here to learn. Okay, we're going to start with my favorite question, Molly, because this is a career journey show. You know, there's plenty of outlets where you can talk about um, your tips and tricks and products and formulas. But my whole purpose of starting this show is to um, really humanize our business and um, learn from people navigating, you know, these are hard days and every day is not easy and um, I need to learn. It's like free therapy for me. Yeah. Um, But I start with this question, you know, think about your 11-year-old self. Mm -hmm. Um, Back then, what did you want to be when you grew up? Um, I wanted to be this and I just didn't know it. Okay, now let me just explain. I'll go very quickly through this story because, you know, as, as always, it's kind of long. But anyway, I'm, I'm a daughter of Filipino immigrants um, that uh, both were doctors. My dad is still with us. My, my mom passed away when I was 17. But um, the thing that was so interesting about it was my parents were both doctors. My mom was an OBGYN. My dad is a psychiatrist. So watching them and watching how they... Uh, navigated through life and how everyone just loved them and how everyone just adored them. I was like, oh, that's what I have to do. I have to be a doctor because that's what you do. People love you when you're a doctor and you get to love them back. That's how it works. However, I didn't realize that being a doctor required obviously a lot more uh, skill than I have. 
However, I always knew that I loved makeup. I loved makeup. I loved fashion. I loved putting makeup on people. I was not so great at doing people's hair, although I would try, but I loved beauty and I loved all that. On the other hand, I also loved talking. I also loved making things. I loved selling things. I loved um, teaching people how to do their makeup. And I was obsessed with infomercials. I was obsessed with television, selling, QVC, the whole nine. So this was really kind of a part of my journey, what I was going to be, even though I didn't know that that's what I was going to be. But this has always been a part of my soul. Like I literally created this life for myself in my own mind, because at the time there were not a lot of people doing, in all honesty, when I started doing what I was doing, there was nobody actually doing exactly what I was doing. So I just made it up as I went along. (laughs) So um, usually I kind of start at the beginning, you know, leaving high school career journey. But I want to actually start more recent because, mm-hmm. you know, you had a really challenging time a few years ago in mm-hmm. your business mm-hmm. that um, it speaks to me in so many ways, Mally, because mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur myself, the fear of financial security is like what follows me around. It's like the mm-hmm. shadow man. Mm-hmm. And um, you went through a situation that was, you know, really dire and mm-hmm. bankruptcy level in the business. Mm-hmm. And you're such a spiritual person and you always seem so um, optimistic. I, I'd love to hear about like, what are, what were the feelings in, the, in that moment, you know, in those weeks where like it was all about lawyers? Can you take us back to how you were dealing with that as an entrepreneur? Um, well, there really are no words to describe how that time feels. As a matter of fact, I'm writing a book. So get ready because we're really going to dig into that because it's actually something between you and me, something that I have not been able to talk about until recently because of the pain and the fear and the worry and the shame that I went through during that situation. And I will never say, uh, you know, why we think that that you know that happened i i i do believe that i made a lot of mistakes in trust and i'm just going to say that in a very loose loose loosely that maybe i trusted the wrong people and that's something that we all uh, i think not only as entrepreneurs and as optimists and as empaths and as also uh women that we tend to do. We want to see the best in people. We want to see that they love us and they care as much as we do. And oftentimes they don't, um, especially when it's your name on something. So it's been a very, very, um, cha- it was very challenging few years. However, and I know this is going to sound absolutely crazy, but I don't know if I would change it. And I don't mean that in the way that was bad. I just mean that this is what God's journey was for me and how we have to continue to fight through those hardest days so that we can become our best and our strongest selves. So there are some things that I'll tell you, but again, you're going to have to wait for the book because that's a whole other part of the life that was just completely, you know, um, um, there were a lot of things that, 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 that kept me going through that time. And yes, it was faith. Yes, it was optimism. I had awful days. I had very little kids uh, who 
didn't understand what was going on. So you have to stay strong and stay positive all the time uh, to show that you can make it through hard times. And, you know, it's it's something that you just have to say to yourself, okay, this is awful. This is not what I planned, but this is what's going to make us stronger and fiercer and smarter. And that's that's exactly what it did for us. And also it helps you to open your mind and your horizons because, you know, there's this fun, you know, the quote that's like, you make plans and then God laughs, right? And it's exactly true. It's exactly true. And you have to just trust, trust your journey and trust the, um, trust the, the gifts that are given inside of you. And another thing that you have to remember is you can't forget who you are. Your business is not you right? And the changes, the things that happened that you did not have control of, um, you know, or maybe you just overlooked or you didn't see, this is the opportunity now that you have when you get another chance, which thank you, God, we did. And that's why I don't play around at all anymore. It's a completely different story now. Um, you know, you, you learn from your mistakes. You don't make them again. Mally, you use the word shame. I'm, mm. I'm curious why. Because um, it's it's a hard thing to say that you didn't succeed in what you planned on succeeding in. You know, that's that's very, very hard. And especially when, you know, your whole brand is about joy and choosing joy and living, you know, life to the fullest and, you know, and 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 literally embracing every day. You know, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer before I turned one year old and they gave her six months to live and she lived for 17 years. And that was all by pure heart, by prayer, by faith, by all, by looking at me literally almost every day. And now in retrospect, of course, I wouldn't change a thing, but she would say, I'm here because I'm not going anywhere until I see that you're okay. This is my mission. This is my joy to watch you grow up. So, you know, I, I, I was raised with that philosophy, not only in life, but in business. Live each day as if it were your last. Go out there and give it 110 no matter what. So to have that as being, you know, your mission and then not doing it right, right, or the way it was supposed to be done is, you know, it's hard. It's hard. And also, too, I think as entrepreneurs, we're very hard on ourselves in everything that we do. So, um, and we want to be perfect and want to be perfect all the time. And that's just not how it works. You're not alone in, um, the, the trusting people as an entrepreneur that I've had several other guests tell stories. Some of them, they can't go into too much detail too, because of, you know, legal consequences. But, um, you know, I think about all the things I don't want to do in my business. Like, I don't want to do everything. Like, some things are just not my jam, right? And you have to trust people. You know, it's, um, there's no way to move through scaling a business and scaling could be all different things for different people without leaning on others. So, um, you know, let's talk about this idea of trusting people. You have to, you can't run a business without trusting people. So what have you learned about, I guess, trusting people from that experience that you're using now in the business and the way it's built now? 
That's a good question, actually. <laughs> because I, you know what I've learned? I was going to say something completely different from what's about to come out of my mouth. Don't change anything. You can't. You still have to be you. You have to be who you are. Because there have been lots of times, you know, my dad is such a, he's, we call him Confucius. He's like the most amazing, incredible, smart, like you could be like stressing about something so bad. And he's like a really different than I am and very like peaceful and Zen and whatever. And you're like, oh man, like you're going crazy over something. And you, I'll, I'll call him all the time and ask him and he'll be like, he'll sit quietly for a minute and then I'll say three words and you're like, yes, that's exactly right. You know, and I've talked to him so many times because not just, you know, in business, but of course, remember before Mally Beauty, I was a celebrity makeup artist for many, many years. I have an amazing agent and we worked together to create this incredible career that that was, you know, trailblazing in its own way, you know, like in the sense that I was an Asian American female, you know, I did, I became a very, I was a hard working and very busy makeup artist for many, many years. And I didn't, you know, go to Europe. I didn't do all those paths that you kind of have to do. You know what I mean? So that was a whole other thing. Um, but, you know, in our, my journey of my many careers, because it's, it's, I've done a lot of, and I currently do a lot of things, right? You meet a lot of people and some people you really connect with and you love and some people, you know, are not exactly what they seem and you don't, you don't trust them or they, they burn you or whatever. And then you say, well, I'm going to stop being me and I'm going to turn into a bitch and I'm going to treat everybody like the way that person treated me and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it makes you sometimes want to turn sour. And my, my dad would say to me, no, you don't change a thing about who you are. Just because this situation happened, you still, he's a, he'd say things like, do you trust your gut? Do you listen to your journey? Do you pray? Do you do all these things? You can't change that. So, so Mally, um, this is so interesting. Let's talk about artistry because, you know, being um, such a high level makeup artist with all these, you know, very significant celebrity clients, um, the world of artistry revolves around the talent, right? You need a face to put your talent onto. And um, it makes me think of this topic that's very meaningful to me, which is the seduction of success, Right. Like anytime the phone call, the phone call reached that agent and there was an opportunity, you were probably faced with, do I go to my friend's wedding or do I follow so and so to, you know, whatever that concert is or events or, or moment? Um, I, I feel like in all the parts of um, this industry, this seduction of success um, is the most intense for artists who work with talent. Would, would you agree that there's like always these decisions to be made when you're when you're doing artistry on notable talent like that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it was a very it's a choice that you have to make, especially at that time of your life. So, you know, it's 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 a funny thing, again, being 50 years old with three kids and, you know, um, a, a very different career from when I was a, a full time married but no kids celebrity makeup artist and yes the answer was that it was 
Jim would call and I would get on a plane. I, I have many, many stories of we, Phil and I always talk about we've missed every Thanksgiving, every christening, every wedding. We've uh, booked uh, vacations that we've lost all the money because we had to cancel because, you know, so-and-so was doing a music video and, and, you know, you had to say yes, you know, you, you, you plan to be somewhere. And again, They'll, someone calls and you say, no, I have, you know, stories about how I, I, I was one time I'll never forget. I was in Chicago in O'Hare airport and I was so excited to come home because I had been away for like three weeks all over the world. And I was literally in Chicago on a layover and I was going to fly back to New York. And Jimmy called me and said, okay, we've rerouted you. You're actually going back to LA because blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no. And I like threw myself to the ground, literally bawling my eyes out. I just wanted to go home. And then, you know, people literally stepping over me to get to, you know, their their airplane. And I was just like, I, you know, this is too much. However, did I get back on that plane and go to L.A.? Yes. After a good cry, I did. Because that was where we were in that part of life. So, you know, the thing that I've learned is, um, do you have to take every single job when they come? At that point in my life, I did. I'll be honest with you. Would I now? I don't necessarily know, but the world has also changed a lot now. Do you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a very, I feel like the pandemic caused a lot of us to step back and just really look at what was important. And I'm not saying that that wasn't important, you know, that my life wasn't important at the time, but somewhere in my heart, I knew that I was building, I, I was, I was working as an artist because I love nothing more than connecting with people and loving people and putting makeup on them, making them feel powerful and beautiful and all that. However, I think subconsciously, I was also knowing that I was building for something bigger than that. And I knew that I was climbing a ladder, if you will. So every decision to get back on the plane, you knew was an investment in your future. Um, even though some of them were a little torturous and painful. Some of those Many. flights were tough. Many of them were. Mm -hmm. Many of them were. It's so funny. I just went to lunch with my agent who is still my agent now, decades later. We're still, you know, uh, he's Vivian's godfather. Like we've, we've been together forever. And, and, and I was teasing him and I was like, you killed me. You like literally, he's like, yes. He's like, but the world needed to see you. The world needed to have you. And I knew that. And I knew that the bigger we made you and the more people you touched and the more TV we put you on and the more spokesperson gigs we got you and the more that the world would be able to experience Mally. And that's that was my job. That's what God told me to do was to share love through you. And that's why I did it. And then I said, right. And I made you a shit ton of money. And he said that too. <laughs> Well, you know, how um, amazing it is to have somebody see um, in you a mission, sometimes beyond what you know in that moment, right? Maybe um, because you're stressed and tired, the mission was do great makeup, right? But he's seen something a little bit bigger. I do love that um, you were doing this work at a time, like you said, where like the fashion end of, of beauty was really what was um, – 
celebrated and seen as like the best. And here you're saying you, you know, you skip that, you did it your own way. And it's, if I think back to that time period, you really ushered in a different um, set of credentials for makeup artistry because it really was all fashion for so long. You know, it was so funny. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you my part of the journey and how I kind of saw it. So first and foremost, for me, I just loved makeup. I loved makeup. I loved connection. I loved people. I mean, I think that you, we've decided that. I've said it several times, right? Because that's just who I was. Oh, dogs are barking. Sorry. Sorry. Okay, I'm going to talk to my boy. Sorry. Okay, so um, anyway, so that's what I loved. And it really, I never set out to be a celebrity makeup artist as it was. It was me wanting to just do makeup. It was my agent. I do credit Jim for looking at me and saying, this is, again, having someone to see within you, right? See see inside of you who you are and what you can bring to the table. And what he saw was, because he had been working in the industry for years, was it was starting to depart a little from supermodels, right? The 90s supermodels and, you know, all of that world. And it was moving into celebrity. And Jimmy said to me, I have this feeling, I have this gut feeling, it's going to be all about celebrities. Celebrities are going to be the new cover models. Celebrities are going to be the new advertising models. You know, this is going to be how it works. He goes, and I'm going to make a conscious decision to put you with celebrities because of your personality, because he's like, you know, you're a big cup of coffee in the morning. You're a mama. You're a nurturer. You're a cheerleader, right? You do great makeup, but really you also bring this lifting, like here, let me bend on my back. Get on. Let's go. We're going to make this happen together. He's like, you have that. And that's what a celebrity needs when she's going to go sing in front of 50,000 people or a hundred, whatever, you know, or perform. So I'm going to make that happen. And I was like, all right, whatever. I don't care. I don't care who I do. I just wanted to put makeup on people. So, so, um, so that's kind of how that went down. And yes, I, I, I did. I'm not saying I did, but that was the choice I made. I didn't go to Europe and assist on fashion shows. I took the drag queen route. Like I, you know, I kind of latched on to Matthew Anderson and Zaldi and RuPaul. And I was like, this is, these are my people and this is what I love. And we're just going to go and, you know, be crazy and have fun. And then, you know, and it all kind of, for whatever reason, the world just turned into this big sort of melange of all of that. And I was able to go see the world with the celebrities and do it in a completely different way. Um, but I, I did. And another thing that, um, I did, I think that was a little different was I started talking and I started opening my mouth and I did a lot of interviews and I started going on TV and I started, um, becoming a, a, a spokesperson that was, and this wasn't happening all the time. Remember, this is back in 1902, right? This is like a long time ago. And I was the first and being a, a Filipino, you know, and being a Filipino as well, being, you know, not uh, stepping out of, of you know, and, and being a not typical face at the time, 
There were a lot of things and I didn't think about any of this. You know, I want to, I want to start that by saying I wasn't calculating these things, good or bad or ugly. I wasn't, I was just doing it. But by the grace of God, it all came together and created this beautiful career. I love it. Okay. I wanted to let you know who um, has been messaging us through this conversation. Oh, so many yes, yes. So Niso Lenny um, said Hi. some lo- lovely things. Um, MZ Trish 99 said, who else can you rely on for makeup tips? Nobody. Um, so thank you for writing in and lots and lots of hearts. Um, oh, Hero Camran 18 um, gave us a shout out. There's so many people here. Um, happy and love three. Mally, you are so beautiful and inspiring. Aww, That's so love sweet. Love you. Um, and then more people need to hear you listen. And you hear you. I think she meant to say more people need to listen to you. Um, so that was <laughs> Trish 99. And let me just see Aww. who else is here. Lots of waves. Um, hi from Colorado. That's Colorado Tink.tl. So hello to you. And um, okay, I want to end this part of our conversation with, um, I guess, understanding your goal for every day. My goal every day as an entrepreneur, wearing multiple hats, is serenity. That's like all I want (laughs) is serenity. Um, I'm curious what you um, aim for on a daily basis. Being the biggest badass bitch I possibly can. On all levels, on all levels. I'm going to tell you another thing that we did very, very differently. Uh, You know, again, part of writing this book is really about being a contrarian and just being different, like everything. So I just want to point out a few, like, for example, you, Mally, you can't be a makeup artist. You're not going to Europe and you're not hitting the road and doing all the things. Um, okay, Mally, you can't start a makeup brand. I'm sorry, because you can't, well, you're going to go up against Revlon and Estee Lauder and you're going to do, uh, Mally, sorry, you're an Asian American woman. Like that doesn't happen. Just so you know, there hasn't been a brand, you know, technically, I mean, of course, in Asia, but you know what I'm saying. Like, not, number two, what else? You can't sell, you can't launch your makeup on QVC. Nobody sells makeup on television. I'm sorry, you have to go to, you know, the stores. You have to do it retail. Okay, didn't do that. Well, Mally, guess what? You have to work in an office. You think you can work at home? You think you can work at home? Girl, 17 years, you know we've never had an office. We've always, now, we have, we've had offices, but I've never had one. I've always worked from my home and that has been my, my, from day one, that was my thing. And number, you can't, you can't, you can't have kids and live this life. I'm sorry. Guess what? We homeschooled them and they came with us all over the world. So every one of those things, I just want everyone within earshot to say the minute somebody tells you, you can't do something. And all of those things have been said to my face, PS. And by the way, I, um, I said, screw you. Yes, I can. And we did. Okay. Bumps and bruises, ups and downs, ins and outs. But guess what? Choosing mother effing joy along the way as well. That's another thing that I'm proud of. And that's what I want. So that's what my main thing is. If I can do work, make out with my husband in the kitchen, do fun stuff with our kids, um, sell some makeup, do a little positivity preaching. Like this is kind of what I like to do in a day. And when I go, can go check, 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 did it. Okay, good. I can sleep at night. 
Because when does the book come out? I need to know when this when I can read this book. (laughs) Soon, I'll let you know. Well, that's a lie. Okay, is it like 2023? Maybe. (laughs) Okay, like maybe 2022 or maybe 2024. Maybe 2024. Okay. Well, um, I want an advanced reader, of course, please. Of course. Um, and uh, Dante Yancey is saying, checking, check, check. Thank so, you. Um, Thank you. you know, we all need this book, Mally. <laughs> um, we did it. Okay. So now concludes the formal podcast recording. Thank you so much to Mally for this incredibly fun conversation. Um, I have another episode live recording coming up on 720. So it's next wow. week with the founder of Sticks, Ooh. which is a woman's um, health brand. And um, we're really excited for that. It was amazing. And I'm so excited to watch you continue to grow your business and make your fans happy and have joy in your life and show everybody how you can reach your goals and have your family along for the ride and make it meaningful and fruitful for everybody. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening to Where Brains Meet Beauty with Jody Katz. Tune in again for more authentic conversations with beauty leaders.